Hello, welcome back to Podcast Extra with myself, Just Percival, and the very wonderful head ninja at Exposure Ninja, Tim Cameron Kitchen. This podcast is all about sharing some fun marketing and not so fun marketing news with you all so you can kind of keep up to speed on all the things that are going on in the marketing world. I feel like we have, it's been another one of those weeks where we felt like it was a slow news week. And then when we actually looked at it, we were like, how are we going to talk about everything? Um, Because there's a lot happening. Tim, hi, how are you doing? Hi Jess, I'm good thanks. It's warm in the UK. Uh, it doesn't happen very often and as soon as it's above sort of 20 odd degrees in the UK uh, everyone starts complaining about the heat so I'm fully in that camp right now. Yes, yes indeed. So if I look a bit sweaty please don't comment on that. It's not my fault. It's just warm in the UK. Anyway enough about our weather and our weather preferences. We are kicking off today talking about the loved but more hated Google (laughs) Analytics (laughs) 4. Now, as many of you know, Google are going to push and force the changeover in under a month. It hits on July 1st, even though many, many people have said maybe they'll push it back. Maybe they'll push it back over the past couple of years since they announced it. They're not. They're actually sticking to their guns. And luckily for you, everyone watching, we have a video coming out on Monday, next Monday, all about Google Analytics 4 and how you can kind of find the most like money-making stats, the ones that are most important for your business. And Tim is doing a webinar on Thursday this week. Yes, on Thursday, all about Google Analytics 4. Tim, tell us what you know about this marvelous but divisive platform. Yeah, um, I think public sentiment has been sort of overwhelmingly negative towards GA4. I think overall people are feeling this is a horribly designed product there are you know they spent maybe you know a lot of people have spent a decade or so getting to grips with old analytics only for geo4 to look and feel and act completely differently and there's a big learning curve here and people aren't happy which i totally understand um someone said in the comments how did this come around so fast <laughs> I, I know what you're saying you we were all sort of hoping that this would uh, this would not come over but here's the thing right Having, you know, we've used GA4 for a while now. We've done a lot of internal training. We moved over our clients um, mostly about a year ago. And I have to say the good news is it is so powerful. There is so much data. There is so much capability in this thing. And I think, <clears throat> excuse me, once you've got to grips with the learning curve and you understand how GA4 works and you know how to get what you need out of it, you know, the, the power is extraordinary. Um, and yeah, we've got a webinar tomorrow and a video next week. And as part of that, we've webinar been looking- Webinar on Thursday, two days. Webinar <laughs> on Thursday, yes, um, the, the 15th of, of June, and a video coming out on what will be the 19th of June, all about how to do, basically how to use it. So if you've been pushing off getting to grips with it, you've been just punting it down the road, hoping that all of this goes away. And don't worry, we've got your back. We're going to show you how to do some, uh, basically how to cover the basics, but also how to use some of the more advanced functionality. And we're, we're framing it not from, you know, here's how to use every aspect of GA4, but here's how to answer the top questions that you will have as a marketer. Where's my best traffic coming from? Where are the conversions falling off? How do I get more of the people that are converting, turning into leads, turning into sales? How do I find out what's going on on my website? And I think 
once you once you know how to get the answers to those questions, you'll be absolutely fine. And I think I think you will love G. No, no, no. I think you will willingly endure GA4 um, after these two uh, the, the webinar and the video. So I'm personally quite excited. I love a bit of chaos, but I'm personally yeah. quite excited for this. Yeah, Tim definitely does enjoy a little bit of chaos every now and then. I think that's why you've thrived off of the AI stuff and you've been so excited about it because it's it's shaking everything up and changing things, but often, often for the better. Um, yes. Yeah, I would, I would have to say it was definitely a challenge scripting the GA4 video just because it's so vast and so exciting and cool. But what that means is we've done the hard work for you. So you can kind of skip all that, skip all that kind of research stage and get straight onto what's important to you, which is running your business and getting the data that helps you. We also want to talk to you a little bit about analytics. Tim, I know you've been talking a lot, but you know far more about yes. this than I do. So Onalytics is a software that we are building and uh, it's it's still in development at the moment. We're hoping to have something ready, maybe tail end of July or early August. And if you look inside GA4 and you're just totally baffled and you don't really know what good looks like engagement rate, I don't know if mine is good or bad or like what's normal. We're building something to help you with all of this. So how it'll work is you will plug in uh, your GA4 account into Onalytics, and you can sign up for the, the sort of pre-release list at exposure.ninja forward slash on. And it will crawl through all of the data in your GA4 account, masses and masses of data, looking for areas where your website is performing particularly well or particularly poorly. It will then present these to you as a prioritized list of fixes. So let's say that your conversion rate is really good from mobile traffic, but it's awful from tablet traffic. Well, that might not be as important as if your conversion rate is awful from desktop traffic, for example, because you're going to be getting a lot of desktop traffic. So we'll highlight the most important aspects for you to get fixed. But we'll also compare your website's performance against others in your industry. So you can get a benchmark for how your site is doing. Um, so it's quite an ambitious project, but uh, we think it's going to be really good. We've built a version of Analytics that works with the old, uh, uh, old Google Analytics. So this is a new version, which is designed to work with GA4. So go to exposure.ninja forward slash on, that's O-N, if you want to be on the pre-release list, and then we'll send it to you as soon as it's ready for you to have a play with. Very, very exciting indeed. I think a lot of people forget that Google Analytics isn't necessarily built with marketers in mind. And we do kind of have to find our own ways to use it and make it work for us to get the data that we actually need. So something like analytics is very, very helpful. On to our next topic. It would not be marketing news on the Exposure Ninja channel if we didn't talk about Twitter. It's been a while, actually, I have to say. Yes. It's been quite a while since we talked about Twitter. First, we started off, we were talking about Twitter and AI pretty much every week, and it's um, kind of faded away a bit. So. It's been reported that Twitter's ad revenue is continuing to decline under Elon Musk, which is kind of not a surprise. It's been declining for quite a while. But it kind of got me thinking about how potentially it might be a really good time to start getting cheap Twitter ads, kind of the same as it was during the pandemic when people were mm. like, oh, we're not going to run ads because we just don't know what's going to happen. I feel like the same kind of things can happen. Less people on the platform, as in less advertisers, less opportunities you know less ads running they're going to be cheap there's less competition and i think this could be quite a good opportunity if you know your audience is spending their time on twitter 
Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts on this, Tim. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think it's it's certainly worth looking into the new um, the new CEO. Linda is also very advertiser focused, isn't she? Or has a has a sort of track record in uh, um, in in building out the I think the NBC Universal ad platform. So we can expect Twitter's ad products to finally. Um, improve quite significantly and I, th- I don't know I think a lot of what Twitter is doing at the moment is pretty exciting we've got um, a lot of uh, maybe more towards the conservative side in the US but people like Tucker Carlson hosting the Twitter hosting his video show on Twitter and getting some really crazy view numbers um, I think over sort of 7 million-ish which is much higher than his audience was even on Fox News I think he came from which is a you know, a, a you know nationally syndicated cable network. So this is, I think, Twitter is a is is one to watch for sure. And like you say, anytime people are leaving a platform, that creates opportunity for those who are able to go in. And you know, Warren Buffett's greedy when others are fearful, and fearful when others are greedy. Like this is an opportunity to do that, as long as you're happy with some of the risks and some of the reasons why advertisers have left Twitter. I think it's worth looking into, particularly given that it seems to be pushing into longer form video and doing pretty well with that. Um, and we can assume that ad, um, the, the, the ad products will continue to improve. So if you have an established account and you have a history in, in, in that account, that's only going to serve you well. So I agree. Crack on, have a play. Why yeah, not? have a go. It might be a good time to give it, give it a try if you haven't tried it before. I mean, like I said, if you know your audience is on there, um, but maybe you've been like, it's too expensive or I just don't know. I just can't afford to test it or I just feel like it's a risk. Now feels like the right time to mm. give it a go. Um, in other kind of social media news that is relevant to marketers, Reddit is going through quite a turbulent time at the moment. As a Reddit user myself, I've seen a lot of like different subreddits kind of talking about this. And what's happening is there's being a huge change to the API of Reddit, which basically is what third-party apps can use to kind of connect together with Reddit. So if you've ever used like a social scheduler, for instance, that needs to use an API to then be able to push that content out onto the platform. Um, And the rule change here is that Reddit will be charging quite extortionate fees, it seems, to some of these third-party apps. Um, Third-party apps that moderators use to make their jobs a lot easier, which especially if you're on these subreddits with millions of people, it's definitely a challenge, as well as other things like um, Reddit doesn't um, facilitate screen readers. So people who need to use a screen reader to access the site can't do that within Reddit. They have to use a third-party app. Now, I think the reason that Reddit have made this decision is because also often within these third-party apps, there is no ads. (laughs) So I think the whole thing is, is Reddit's like, either these apps need to pay I think the most popular third party platform, it was going to cost, it's like a single developer behind it. It was going to cost 2 million a year, maybe more. I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, it was a multiple of, it's, it's Apollo, right? The revenue is like yes, 500k yeah. and they needed to pay, yeah, a multiple of that. In, in yeah, time. yeah, it was it was massive. So Apollo's already said that they will need to shut down. Um, but I definitely, so what's happening in terms of the protest is a lot of these big subreddits and small have decided to go private um, for 48 hours or more. I think it depends on the the subreddit themselves. And actually, so many of them went private at the same time that Reddit went down um, and the app actually wasn't working, the website wasn't working. And it kind of got me thinking about, I know this is another PPC conversation, but I just think about like, 
if anybody's put i see ads on reddit all the time if anybody's really put a huge strategy behind a reddit campaign as i've seen quite often they will have ads specifically tailored to reddit users um that's gonna be a big problem for them you know that if they're gonna lose out on potentially 48 hours or more worth of ad revenue maybe if they're paying per click you know but if they're in the midst of a campaign and they were relying on reddit to get them a lot of traffic during these this week and they're going to lose it i think that could have huge implications for how advertisers feel about advertising on the platform um yeah, yeah. there's also a lesson here about like putting all your eggs in one basket if you are only advertising on reddit and then this has happened it's it's not looking good for you if that's yeah. your only maybe it's time to go over to twitter um i would say maybe potentially i don't use twitter anymore but i would say they probably there's probably some audience crossover there um but yeah i think it's it's very monumental and it's another conversation as well about how if you change your offering or change something big actually your customers can get quite upset about it <laughs> yeah yeah for sure you you mentioned there, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket. I feel like this is the the sort of uh, tagline of this podcast is, you know, these unexpected curveballs can happen on any device. Or, sorry, on any on any ad channel. So far, what have we seen this year? We've seen uh, massive changes on Google. We've seen continued changes on Facebook and Instagram, Reddit, um, like all of these Twitter. All of these channels have have seen big shocks and it just doesn't it just emphasize the importance of not just ad platform diversity but also organic visibility diversity as well um, because there are businesses that rely on recommendations from reddit i think you know we're, we're going to talk about google perspectives and how i think many more businesses over the next couple of years are going to be putting a lot more of their marketing energy into Reddit, Quora, TikTok, and YouTube than they ever have before, because this is going to be a primary battleground for searchers and, and, and search marketers. So even if you're listening to this thinking Reddit has absolutely no relevance to me, it very much will do if we think perspectives from Google is going to go the way it will, because it is relying so heavily on ranking Reddit content. And, you know, even if you look on, um, if you you know, people also ask all the search suggestions. How often do you see where you type in a search on Google and one of the recommendations is, you know, best bikes for kids, Reddit, because people are using Reddit as a source of perspectives and a source of information. So I think this has the, the, the danger is that we don't, as marketers, take this Reddit news seriously if we're not personal Reddit users, whereas actually this is a big, big platform. Um, and I think the implications are kind of interesting, really. I don't know where this is going to go. Jess, you're a sort of more avid Reddit user. Do you think the 48-hour blackout is going to make a difference? Are Reddit leadership going to hold firm? Are they going to push through with this? I don't know. It is very interesting. I think maybe the Reddit leadership are maybe asking the same, were asking nearly the same question, right? I think they were probably saying, oh, these people aren't really going to do this, or it's not going to leave the impact that, we thought it did and then it crashed the whole site so even mm. the subreddits that were available um had decided not to go private were still not you still couldn't access them right um mm. i think we are definitely seeing a change in terms of customers being very loud about what they want i was having a chat with tim just before we started recording this podcast about how um twitch 
basically announced that sponsorships were essentially going to be banned on Twitch, like external third party sponsorships. You had to do your sponsorships through the platform and pretty much the whole community for the next couple of days was just like, why did you do this? This is awful. All of the, like the top 500 streamers were like, you've just slashed our income. Like you've taken 70% of our income and you know, Twitch has made consistently made decisions that have not resonated well with the community over the past like couple of years and it can get really disruptive and actually the consumers were so loud in this instance that twitch had to backpedal quite embarrassingly and say oh no 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 just kidding we only made all these illustrations that were perfectly drawn for this specific situation you know just just because we wanted to see what you would say and i think there is a real lack of businesses talking to their core customer base and actually understanding what they want um, and understanding what what changes they want and the reasons why they interact with that business in the first place you know if we're just forgetting that these are like social media platforms and treating them as any other business you know if you start making massive changes to your to your offering people aren't gonna if you have a loyal sort of fan base people aren't gonna like it and it just shows the importance of really connecting with your target audience like about twitch all the time people are saying feels like they don't they don't care about their their product actually which is the streamers you know they don't care about protecting them or helping them or helping them prosper and people feel the same the same way about brands i think as well even if they're not the product in the same way that that streamers are on twitch sorry i rambled a little bit there but i think there's so many lessons in this reddit thing yeah <laughs> for marketers. I, I, I think you're totally right and there's a sense of ownership here as well isn't there that's common across these whether it's the reddit moderators feeling they have a sense of ownership on on reddit which you know you can argue facebook's paying what millions and millions of content moderators to to moderate its content whereas reddit is relying on this army of voluntary moderators and the users and moderators clearly feel a sense of ownership over reddit which is why you know you could look at the fundamentals of this situation and say reddit's unprofitable they're spending a lot of money on servicing these api calls they're perfectly within their means to charge you know, based on their financial goals, this is a business after all, this isn't a charity. But what they failed to take into consideration there is the feeling that the audience has. And I think this sense of someone's put in the comments, people digitally striking just shows how advertising and companies are new governments. I think that touches on this. There, there is a sense of anger, isn't there? We, we've not seen strikes, we've not seen protests at this sort of level. And as we're looking at sort of division in society and we're seeing groups of people angry and more willing to you know take up arms and, and stand for what they believe in and i think all of us as marketers have to be aware of that dynamic even if we're not you know we're not on, on the you know we're not in danger of being cancelled we have to be aware of you know how quickly these cancellations can happen and how much we have to be taking into consideration, not just our own customers, but the perspectives of other user groups out there and making sure that we're not, we're not falling foul of something. Um, this feels Absolutely. like a bit of a cultural shift. Yeah, um, and we've had a comment left on our live, on our live stream, which if you wanna catch these podcasts live, you can over on Exposure Ninja High Performance Digital Marketing Podcast Channel. Um, Reddit posted a few hours ago that apparently they're making moderation tool API usage free. Um, 
or something like that in brackets was left after it so we'd have to actually go to that source but i think that shows that yeah if customers aren't happy they'll make a big fuss and then actually maybe businesses will have to listen because yeah the impact of this was um was quite significant we've also had another comment on the live stream from tortoise property basically asking if this was like for the future would you suggest if you've not been a part of reddit of the reddit scene as a small business now is the time to get involved i would say maybe not right this second because a lot of people are not using the platform but it potentially means that if you are on reddit and we're getting some eyes on your business um if something like this were to happen in the future then i would say make it clear where else people can find you because I mean, I've been a bit like, what do I do when I'm not on Reddit? Um, you know, like an evening <laughs> or something and having to go on like Instagram, let's say. Um, oh, so I know, so tragic. But there's potentially making it clear where people can find you in the instance that one platform is down or, you know, isn't as accessible. So I think that's that's important. But we could talk about this for ages. And what yes. I would actually really love to talk about on a more positive point is this new Google Perspectives, which is just... It's just not being talked about. I'm not seeing demos. I'm not seeing anybody talking about it. And it's so, so cool. Like, amazingly cool. So cool. Um, and it's so massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll let Tim speak in a moment once, because um, he's had some chance to play around with this, which is very exciting. But for those who don't know what Google Perspectives is, we've kind of seen it as a bit of Google's answer to their own AI advancements in terms of thinking, okay, some people are going to want an AI answer that just gets straight to the point. It gives them the information they need, gives them the recipe without having to read the chef's whole life story, you know, that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> and some people are going to want to know if, you know, this a product, a specific product is good. So some people want to learn about the mixer from the AI. Some people want to watch people use the food mixer. Can you tell it's nearly lunchtime? I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> some people want to learn about how to use the food mixer. What do people think about it? How does it work? Um, questions they might have about it. And that seems to be where perspectives has come from. So Tim, I can see you've got your screen ready to share. So I will bring that up. Um, yes. Perspectives seems to be almost like a crowdsourced kind of. Uh, Tim, you take it away. You, yeah, I think yeah. you might be able to explain it a bit more succinctly than I can. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, it's it, the, yeah, the, the whole thing's super interesting. So there are a whole bunch of searches out there. If you think about why someone would search for like best kids bike Reddit, right? Why would they search for best kids bike Reddit? What are they going to get differently on Reddit than they're going to get on regular organic search results? They're going to get the perspectives of individual people. And with that comes on Reddit, they can also see the authority of those people based on how many like upvotes, right? Each post has had. So as well as organic search, regular organic search, you've got, I want to see individuals perspectives, which is also one of the reasons why searching via TikTok has become popular with TikTok users. If you want to learn how to make a cake, for example, yeah, you can just quickly see on TikTok and it's much easier. You don't have to read, you don't have to go through all the SEO copy at the top of the article designed to get it ranking. So I think perspectives is cool. I can understand the business case for it. And having had a play around with it, it's only available in the US at the moment. So you've got to use a VPN. We're going to be releasing a video with some thoughts on it very quickly. But having had a play around with it, I think it's really hot. I really, really like it. Um, and I think some of the little things that they've implemented as part of it 
make loads of sense. Now, what's kind of interesting, I, I've got a video demo, which I'll show you in a moment. This, I think this thing's only been out, say, 48 hours or so. And these little, you know, the little um, uh, filters that you get at the top of a Google search. So if you're searching on mobile and you type something on Google, then you, underneath you might see like web and images and video and whatever, like shopping. Well, perspectives is one of those filters. Now, when it started, when they started the rollout, it was right at the end of the tab. Those tabs, though, are ordered by click-through rate. Now, when I'm running tests on it, I'm seeing perspectives as the main tab, primary tab. So this could be that they're just testing it, or it could be that click-through rate is super high on this thing. So um, for those who are watching, I'm going to show you a demo of perspectives and just point out some of the things that sort of caught my eye. For those that are listening, I'm going to try and explain this. So I've done a Google search for best iPhone case and the perspectives tab was the first one I saw on the top. So I clicked it. Now the results that have come up are predominantly um, videos on YouTube, they're Reddit threads, and they are Quora uh, answers, questions and answers. Um, so we can see uh, right at the top, I've got a 12 minute video, top iPhone 14 cases. Um, then we've got a Quora question and answer. Then we've got some YouTube shorts content. We've got another long form video. You've got a whole bunch of long form, short form, and sort of, uh, I don't know what you call them, like Quora type question and answer sites. But you also have like search modifiers along the top. And these are suggested changes to your search. So if you search for best iPhone case on Google, you get a recommendation to add Reddit to that, um, to that search. And that will modify the search. It recasts the search using perspectives for best iPhone case Reddit. And then you get to look at all of the different Reddit answers on this topic. So it's really cool. It's suggesting changes to your search to help you narrow it down a bit more to get better answers. The answers that are showing up show, if I'm looking at Reddit answers, for example, I've got the question, I've got a little snippet of, I think, what is one of the answers, and then I've got a number of comments. So I can see here 190 comments or 30 comments. This is basically an authority signal. And if you're seeing a YouTube video or a short or a TikTok, then instead of seeing the number of comments, you see the number of views. So this allows you as a searcher to quickly identify which are going to be the most authoritative answers based on their view count or their comment count or whatever. Um, so it makes it really easy to use in practice and means that you don't go down rabbit holes of like non-relevant information, which is obviously going to be the danger with this type of thing. Um, if you searched for, for example, uh, page titles or how to write page titles, this is a instructional, this is an informational type search. Um, and if you go on perspectives, you see our YouTube video, you see a whole bunch of other Quora answers, you see them all rated by age. Um, and you also get a suggestion to add examples. So how to write page titles, examples. So it, Google is making its search more useful for you and you don't have to you know, type anything in, you're just clicking on these. So I think this is awesome. Um, one of the things that stood out for me having played with this is that initially we were expecting the only sites to show up would be YouTube, TikTok, uh, Quora and Reddit and forum type sites. Actually, I've also been noticing a bunch of, you know, like publisher sites and even some company websites that have 
informational guides on them. And this is quite big because it means that if you're a company that's used to posting this type of informational content, potentially you can get this ranking in perspectives. We still need to figure out the ranking factors, um, how it's deciding, you know, how it's analyzing how much firsthand experience goes into these answers. Uh, but potentially there is an opportunity for ranking there. Also worth noting, in the demos that they showed of perspectives in the IO developer conference, there was loads of TikTok videos. Maybe it's just the searches I've been doing, but I've been seeing hardly any TikTok. I had to search for like really TikTok heavy terms like makeup tutorials in order to get any TikTok videos showing through. So that's interesting. I don't know if that's, uh, and I'm all in incognito, so I'm not logged into anything. I don't know if that's something that will change over time or they're just testing it, but there's certainly a lot more longer form video showing up in the search results and perspective than we were expecting. So yeah, I think implications for businesses. Video marketing is going to become more important, not just your own, but being featured in the videos of the sort of influencers that are getting ranked in perspective, being discussed in uh, in Reddit, Quora, that type of thing, also going to be more relevant. You know, in digital PR, we'll often get a product featured on a, a you know a top ranking article of you know best ten Father's Day gifts, whatever. We'll try and get a product added into that. Well, I think what you're going to see is you're going to see businesses finding the Reddit threads that are ranking for those terms and just pummeling them with ads and, you know, trying to get their products featured and paying influencers, you know, Reddit influencers to talk about their products. So I think you're going to see a lot more of that. And there's going to be a bit of cat and mouse here with Google um, to get that stuff figured out, because otherwise us marketers will ruin absolutely everything that is pure about the Internet. But this, uh, for me, looks as big as search generative experience, the, the AI component of Google. And like you, Jess, I'm not understanding why more people aren't talking about this. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, if you are listening on the podcast and would like to see that video um, that Tim shared, it is around the 24 minute mark on our um on the live stream on YouTube. So you can go and check that out. Yeah, I'm really shocked that more people aren't talking about it. And I can definitely see myself when I previously might have searched for something like that on YouTube. I think I'll just go straight to Google and use perspectives yes. and just find what I need. Like, um, yeah, I think it's really exciting. Like we said, it's shocking that more people aren't talking about it. Um, I think there's gonna be a huge amount of stuff for, for marketers in there. It's very exciting. Yes, that's what we have time for today. We got a lot in there, though. I feel like that is a jam-packed 30 minutes. This yeah. is, yeah, that's what we that's what we aim for here, everyone. We aim to give you as much information as we can for marketers in half an hour. Um, if you enjoy the podcast, please hit subscribe, give us a like, leave a comment, um, which thing you thought was the most interesting. Um, and if you are listening on podcast platforms, of course, leave us a review if you enjoyed it and subscribe wherever you are listening to your podcast. We're here every week on a Tuesday and we aim to bring you some exciting news. Tim, what can people do if they want to hear more about, not what if they want to hear more, if they want to know if their website and marketing is good or not? Oh, well, you may have heard of this little thing that we do called the website and marketing review here at Exposure Ninja. Just go to ExposureNinja.com forward slash review, fill in a form and you'll get someone digging through your website. You'll feel fairly you may feel fairly violated at the end. To be honest, we get a lot of people saying I'm basically broken, but I'm good broken. Uh, we will show you everything that's wrong with it. We'll 
prioritize all of the things that you need to fix. And we'll show you how to get more traffic to that thing as well. So go to ExposureNinja.com forward slash review. It'll be a transformational experience. Um, like many transformational experiences, it may not be comfortable at times, but that's what you're here for, right? Exactly. I also just want to say thank you for the comments that we've had during this on the video stream as well. If you ever have any topics that you want us to cover or want to know any perspectives, throw them in the comments because we, you know, there's a bunch of us who are looking at the comments as we're going and afterwards to work out what we need to talk about. So please give us any feedback in the comments. Um, yeah, yes. thanks, Jess, as always. Fantastic. We will see you all next week. Enjoy your week wherever you are. Hopefully you're not as sweaty as we are. Exposure. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is warm. Anyway, on that note, see you next week, everyone. Sweaty bye-byes.